Hey everyone, welcome to Thursday's Roundtable with Pastor Wes. Except Thursday's on Tuesdays. That's true, it is. You're going to be <laughs> for this on episode. Tuesday. But, uh, and Daniel McGinty. Hey, that's me. And me, Matt Downing. Hey, we are so thankful for you and thankful to uh, be with you. Uh, thankful that of all the podcasts you could have listened to, you chose this one. Hey, we wouldn't be thankful because it's Thanksgiving week and we're... Okay, well, maybe, but we're thankful. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Sure. We really are thankful for you. And uh, today we are actually going to spend some time talking about thankfulness. And we're going to talk about um, some of our favorite things about Thanksgiving, but also uh, four areas of adversity that challenge our thankful spirit. Yeah, our real hope is that as you're driving, however many hours you are with kids fussing in the back seat, you can plop this podcast on Thanksgiving on. And you can you can see if that put the kids to sleep. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, put the kids to sleep. (laughs) That's what you you do, right? We are so thankful for Thursdays on Tuesdays for putting our children to sleep. Yeah, my daughter used to fall asleep to our uh, podcast on her Alexa. So that was used to, but not anymore. Not not so much anymore. She prefers to listen to some other things now. So wait, what? I know, I know. We fell off the charts. We did. Oh man! Let's do Alexa. Our numbers went down some. All right, guys. Um, Well, let's let's find out. So, because by the time you're listening to this, we may be uh, already doing Thanksgiving things. But what are your Thanksgiving plans? Uh, what what are you guys gonna do? Uh, we're we're just hanging in town, and we've got some some plans with ex- my my wife's extended family. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be driving into Houston, hanging out with my folks for a little bit, and uh, home of the reigning World Series champion. Yeah, 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 yeah go Strohs! But we uh, we talked about the idea of leaving the kids Friday morning with the parents, my parents, and then like ah, uh, you're gonna Black stro- Friday, go it? Black Friday. We probably won't even buy anything. It's just we've never done that before. Now, you've like talked years. about it, but have you talked about it with her, your the, parents? The, yeah, but this is Brooke's idea. She's like, she just hey, loves the so excitement of the story. That's what I'm like, saying. Do they know yet? They're about to be left with the kids. Are y'all gonna oh, go to store y'all gonna go hit up some major mall i don't know we'll probably go to target (laughs) (laughs) it it is something to uh something to behold i i remember one one year going at midnight and uh, when the stores open and just like just as an observer there wasn't anything i I think we were even wanting to get but it's wasn't midnight a newer thing though didn't you wouldn't used to like it was a three or four in the morning kind of thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. I remember Whatever. going to like midnight to stand in line for a new computer monitor. My first flat screen monitor. <laughs> Fry's Electronics? Yeah. No, it was Best Buy. Now it's like two weeks before, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we've yeah. been Black Friday deals. Well, now uh, let's be truthful. It's all about Cyber Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Pretty much. I, it doesn't I don't, mean I don't anything shop anymore. either. So. Uh, for us, we'll, uh, we'll be heading to Louisiana uh, to be cool. with um, Melody's parents. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. So, uh, Let's uh, let's talk first of all uh, personal stuff. Uh, what is let's talk about food that we're going to be having at, at Thanksgiving. You're not um, hungry while you listen to this, are you? Yeah. <laughs> you will be. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right, guys, favorite Thanksgiving food? What you got? You go first, Wes. And then you get to least think of least favorite. So, this is favorite. You're high and low. Well, so here's here's the honest deal. Most of my life, Thanksgiving, we we've never eaten traditional Thanksgiving food. So I, I don't actually probably know how to answer favorite because if we're talking traditional hey. Thanksgiving food, I, I don't really know that I've had it that often. So, so I guess what I'll go with is there's been many Thanksgivings we have barbecue, and I'm always a fan of barbecue. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh, least favorite's coming. Never mind. Sorry. No, no. Go do your least favorite now. Yeah, you go ahead and do it now. A uh, least favorite would simply be I, I think when I hear about what some of the various typical 
like casserole dishes are for Thanksgiving, and like I don't I don't understand <laughs> like the the cranberry sauce jam, I, just a lot of that stuff. I There's just, a lot I'm of okay, mush I'm okay at Thanksgiving. Not, not to indulge in pecan pies are really good. Oh yeah, I guess I could throw that if that's a tradition. I pecan pie is really good. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Thanksgiving food is very mushy. It's like here's your dollop of this mush, here's your dollop of this mush, and here's some more of this mush. It's like <laughs> it really we need a little bit of texture variance yeah. here, people. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. pecan pie. You know. Uh, which that's why cranberry sauce was introduced not for the texture but as a palate cleanser you know, oh, you take okay. a bite of whatever food and you eat the cranberry sauce and it cleanses your palate and then McGinty yeah. just tell us what you what you like and don't like <laughs> I am not a fan of dark meat turkey I just I don't like dark meat and I just not a fan oh, of turkey dark meat's good for your fast twitch muscle fiber though you know <laughs> I don't play ping pong anymore so <laughs> my my ping pong glory days from college are, have have come and gone and, so that's uh, what you don't like but what's what do you What's your favorite? I, I'd have to go with like the desserts. Like I love me a good pecan pie or or um, pumpkin pie is really good too. Yeah, you know. Matt, what about I you? don't have a favorite. I love it all. Like I yeah. love you, it you all. Want the, you want the I, Thanksgiving in a can, don't yeah, you? Like it's all. I in love. There. I love the turkey, especially smoked turkey. I love the dressing, the mashed potatoes. Love the cranberry stuff. Love the desserts. Yeah, you're I mean, green green bean casserole guy. Love the green bean yeah, casserole. Yeah, with bacon. Yeah, I feel like gravy and like. Mashed potatoes are what save and make the turkey palatable. It's like you get a little bit of the turkey. Just, that's so if, what, you, if you love it all, does that mean you have a least favorite? Uh, no, I can't really think of a, of a least favorite. I mean, I, I, I will go back for seconds, maybe thirds of um, yeah. When's your own meal for the day? Why and, not? Yeah, I'm, I'm very unproductive that day. So, but I love it. So, no. um, all right. Last thing, um, let's talk about favorite Thanksgiving memory or a special Thanksgiving memory for you yeah, guys. I, I think that's that's part of what I love about Thanksgiving is um, I think there's something there was always something fun as a kid about putting on one of the football games. Uh, of course, growing up uh, in College Station, A&M UT rivalry always was connected to Thanksgiving, so sure. that was always fun. Um, uh, you know, fun was especially in the neighborhood I grew up in. A lot of us didn't travel. So fun was, yeah, you did your Thanksgiving stuff, and then you went and got all the buddies down the street, and you played your own Thanksgiving football out in the street. Fun times. Um, but I really, th- here's, here's what's always stuck out with me. When I was a little, little kid, um, and before we before we moved away, uh, we would get together with my dad's extended family, and Thanksgiving was a big deal. And my great-grandparents had this house, and he was a doctor back in old Dallas, and this Highland Park house. And what I would remember is they, they had the original... 1930s or 40s version of risk oh wow and, and the in the you know the, the my what would be my granddad and great uncles and my dad and his cousin they would all play and i remember as a kid i was that looks so cool that looks so fun so the whole place where my love for risk started was thanksgiving there it is even though i never played it at thanksgiving so, but i remember <laughs> it man it's weird the things that stand out to you right yeah I mean, if I don't say my favorite Thanksgiving biggest memory was when we announced that Brooke and I were engaged to family, I'd get in trouble uh, because that yeah. is, that's definitely a highlight. It was fun. Brooke was just, I just remember her face just being super excited, just exploding, like, we're engaged, you know, and letting everybody know that because I proposed the day before. So that was, a, that's a very special memory. But, you know, we were stateside only every four years, essentially. Yeah. And so 
you know, Thanksgivings tend to have a little bit more poignancy when you're with extended family that you never see. Yeah. And I remember getting to go with my dad's side of the family. And we rented some kind of lake house, I think either Lake Buchanan or like Inks Lake. It's out in the hill country. I'd never been out there as a kid, just thinking, wow, this is really, this is Texas. This is beautiful. This is yeah. really cool and rugged. And it was freezing cold. And we we're all like holed <laughs> up inside, you know, just cactuses outside, but there's ice on the ground. And it was the first time we ever saw the Sandlot movie. Oh, and we wow. all watched it for the first time there. What at a this movie! Cabin. Not at all connected to Thanksgiving. What a great movie <laughs> no. to watch for the first time at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that—that's what a memory I have. You're for killing that. me, Smalls. You're <laughs> killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Forever. I think. Um. Uh. I think for me, just you know, it was my mom's favorite holiday, and you know, uh, my mom passed away earlier this year. But uh, I just I think about not one particular memory, but just you know, all those things that came with that, you know, she, uh, we always had to watch the parade that morning, even though, you know, the older we got, yeah. it's like, I'm yeah. not really into this anymore, but okay. Um, and she always wanted to watch the dog show afterwards, the Westminster dog show. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, and, and just, uh, she loved the holiday, loved, uh, loved all that came with it. And, um, I, now talking about Thanksgiving food, there were some things that she made that are put out there that I didn't always, like but um you know those aren't the common staples like there was like a, a jello salad that oh um did it have like walnuts in it it and did like and, and, and I think cream, my mom was a cream pink? cheese no it was green it had cream cheese on the top it, it actually now i mean like i would pistachio i would enjoy salad. it more because you know the nostalgia of it sure. i didn't hate it uh but it was just one of those things where like if i'm if i'm getting to eat turkey and dressing i don't i don't want jello with nuts uh but hey, whoever yeah. was able to th- Bill and market Jello as salad, they deserve an award. Like, <laughs> how did that? How'd you pull that off? That's all I want to know. Like, yeah. here's some Jello that is just flat out dessert. We're gonna call it a salad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what, how did that happen? Not sure. Know. Not sure. But you know, they are you know, geniuses. You know, it's interesting, and we kind of use this as a segue into this. It's interesting because to listen to you guys and even to continue to think too, because there's a lot of other things I could say. I, I love, I've always loved Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Probably if you, at this point in life, I, I, you know, I don't know if I have a favorite holiday, but growing up, I always like Thanksgiving. And I think what's interesting, and I think this both is what makes it a joy, but it also will be something that reflects here in a little bit when we talk about adversities. Um, I think what part of what makes Thanksgiving so sweet is the fact that it is legitimately a family holiday yeah yeah where the 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 and this is not it's not christmas but christmas it may be with family but it's there's presents and gift opening there's either you know there's thanksgiving literally you're just coming together with family eating food like yeah. there's no other reason for it That's there's nothing point. else you're doing it is truly just family yeah. and even you know the years that we were able to all of our family was able uh, when i was still up in the metroplex to to, to do that again as grownups with extended family and, and, and play games and just linger and, and hang and, and talk. And, and I think too, you, you mentioned your mom passing and Thanksgiving, her favorite holiday, Thanksgiving 15 years ago was the last time that I saw my grandmother a lot. I mean, there's just Thanksgiving is sweet because of family. It's mm. painful because of a family that's gone. Yeah. It's painful if your family has disarray because I think it's a holiday that at its core is a holiday of, family everyone's invited at christmas like it's the family you choose to be with thanksgiving it's it there's not as much choosing it's everyone's there yeah. you know all the weird uncles and the people you, haven't, you don't ever see but once a year they're there and, and so yeah. in that kind of kind of the idea the, the idea for the slot today is just to, just to give almost kind of 
use the podcast as a little bit of a devotional on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving. Sure. Um, certainly we, you know, you, you can do your, your historical read up on the origins of Thanksgiving in America and the pilgrims and the Indians. And you can do the, you know, Abraham Lincoln's proclamation of Thanksgiving, this and that, but there, here's the real reality. Scripture says this, a scripture talks about thankfulness a lot, but here's what it says directly. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 16, rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks in it. And literally, if you want to maybe be a little real, in everything, continually be giving faith, be giving thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So if you want to know today, wherever you're at, you're listening to this podcast, what is God's will for my life? Well, God's will for your life is that you give thanks in everything. And 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 it sounds and, like a real kind of milk toast suggestion, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And so what what you've got here is one, um, the give thanks, it's a present tense command. And the present tense command in Greek is the idea of something you are continually doing. So this is not, hey, God's will for you is to give thanks. So, you know, okay, great, I gave thanks, check it off. The idea is that this is this is a this is a mark of how my life perpetually is. I'm in a constant place of giving thanks. It's an imperative, meaning this is not like spiritual self-help. Hey, this would be a good suggestion for you. This is a command. Yeah. Like this is literally, when you ask the question, what is God's will for my life? What is his plan for my life? What is his purpose for life? Well, a massive part of God's will for your life is that we're thankful as, as, as believers. Um, not only that, but it's active. It's an active voice, which means the giving of thanks is a choice we have to make. You don't, we're not going to drift into thankfulness. We <laughs> have to, not a default mode. We have to make a choice to be thankful. And then here's what it says. Notice it says, in it doesn't say give thanks for everything. Right? God, God didn't call us to give thanks for things that are wicked and evil. We don't give thanks for those things. Instead, we, we lament those things. We pray for justice in those things. But it does say in everything. In everything, in that gathering with family that's sweet and a good reunion, in that I'm not with any family, I'm lonely, in that my family, in everything, give thanks. Be continually marked by an attitude of giving thanks. Well, giving thanks for what? Giving that we, there's there's general things we can give thanks for, but let's just, I'll cut straight to the chase for the sake of time here. When you look at scripture, scripture really talks about, because it says rejoice always. Rejoice is always the idea of a joy that comes and springs from the contemplation of who God is, who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, the salvation that he's brought. And when you look through at scripture, yes, there are are general things we can give thanks for. Um, You know what? I'm out here complaining about this thing and that thing while on my run. Oh my goodness. How, how, how. What a, what a grace that I even have legs that work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things like that you could go through and you could say things. There's circumstances when God provides them. But when you really look through, you think about Psalm uh, 136, which is this repetition all the way through it. But it, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. The real crux of our thanksgiving, of, of what we declare thanks for in everything, is who he is. Who he is, what he does, what he is always doing because it is a reflection of who he is. And that's a key safeguard because what it's not saying is in the midst of these adversities we're about to look at, say a bunch of thankfulness so you don't feel any pain. Yeah. Because the same the same Paul that the Holy Spirit used to write, God's will is for you to give thanks always, is the same Paul that the Holy Spirit used to write that, that expressed in Second Corinthians 1. We, we were to 
We were distressed even of life itself. We were at a place of rock bottom, hurt, emotional pain. We were despaired. We were depressed. We were So giving thanksfulness is not trying to ignore, or I guess to use the modern term, gaslight, yeah. real pain and hurt. Or mask it. But it is in the midst of it, knowing how to give thanks in a way for who God is. And so I think of kind of, I think we've, we've got four. These aren't cheap here. words. I mean, no, the apostle Paul is giving these words to the Thessalonians who are enduring real legitimate persecution for their faith. Absolutely. Thessalonica was one of the um, least receptive cities to the gospel. They chased Paul out of town, and not only that, when they heard about another town that was responding, they went ahead, took their mob down to that town, Goodness. and dealt with Paul. Yeah, so that you're you're 100 percent right. The Thessalonians are not just living the easy life. True, uh, they're, they're facing real adversity, um, and and hardship, and and these things that adversity we're going to talk about. They have the real potential to rob us of the joy that Christ wants for us and really to rob us of a spirit of thankfulness. And so we don't want to be like Debbie Downers about these things, but we want to be real. We want to be honest and recognize this is what you're experiencing. And then maybe hopefully point to areas that in perspectives you can have that sort of counteract that, that help you get your feet back on solid ground of being able to enjoy a life of rejoicing. And I think we realize the stats say that, that most people today are experiencing some kind of adversity. More people are depressed than ever before there. So we're just trying to be real. God does call us as believers to give thanks in everything. But but how, how do you do that when you're in everything is is relationship. And adversity. how do you rejoice? Cultural like, How do you find joy yeah. in the yeah. midst of your adversity? Yeah. And, sure. and the difference between joy and happiness. You know, that, yeah. it's, it's, uh, we, we, we think that those two are, are synonymous and rejoice is a, a much deeper um, much, much fuller way of looking at, Hey, it's not about being happy. It's about choosing, like you said, to, um, realize that in this situation, you know, God's in control and we can rejoice in knowing and have joy in knowing that God is with us in the midst of the trial and that yeah. he is, um, he's got a purpose and a plan in it. So, so let's look yep. at, let's look at this sort of list here, these four areas, and there could be more areas here, but we're talking about relationships sure. You know, whatever you're going through in a relationship, it could be, hey, maybe it's an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, I just don't, I'm just dreading the questions I'm going to get asked. Or, you know, like if you're, if you're single and you're going to your family Thanksgiving, it's like, oh, I'm going to ask me, hey, is there anybody you got a girlfriend? Friend? You got a girlfriend? Yeah. You got a boyfriend? <laughs> you know, and you get stuck at the kids' table. <laughs> or inverse, you've Actually, been that's... dating somebody and it just broke up and now. You were excited about taking them to the family Thanksgiving, but they're not there. And you gotta explain all that. Sometimes Ugh. the kids' table is a lot more fun. Yeah, you, you know, know what? It comes to crayons, <laughs> yeah. so it's a win. Yeah, this is but this is true. This is one of the pe- things people stress about Thanksgiving more than anything is is when there's is family tension, family conflict. Sure. Mm-hmm. And whether that's family conflict over over someone's relationships or over political things or over cultural things or over go down the line. That's listen to any radio DJ that that'll be what they're talking about on the radio next week is how are you going to navigate the family drama? That, that That's real. Yeah. yeah. Relationship, relationship adversity in any of these aspects are real. So how do you give thanks in a way that doesn't ignore real challenges, but you go, all right, we're going to give thanks. We're, we're going to be thankful that you have family to be there, that you may have an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. God, thank you that it might be awkward. Maybe you can help me make it not awkward. You know, thank you for the, the opportunity to maybe make a difference in someone's life. Um, 
in those awkward family deals. Yeah, and I think, thank you, Lord, that there's an opportunity to be a witness. It's not not where I'd really love to be a witness right now, but but this is where you've allowed me to be. So thank you that your grace is sufficient. Thank you that you promised to give wisdom if I ask for it. I need wisdom to know how to navigate. Sure. So thank you that you're present. Thank you that you've already gone before me into this family gathering. Thank you that you're going to go with me. Lord, please, I mean, you know, you begin to go through, those are the kind of things we begin, you know, um, you look at the loneliness of singleness, was just talking with this with with someone the other day of, um, if you really have the heart to be married, I I don't know if that desire is going to ever be fulfilled in your singleness, but there are things in your singleness, Lord, thank you that singleness is not a curse. Lord, thank you that if it's it, a gift, where's the receipt? I'd like to return it. You know? Lord, thank you that you, if your word really says you're over the days of my life, and so I'm, I, I'm trusting and, and going to go ahead and praise you, that my relationship status is not hidden to you. And Lord, thank you that you want to do something. You know, you know, you begin to go and and you begin to go back and like, Lord, thank you for how you're feeling. Thank you. Maybe maybe you've you've been in some relationships that didn't work out and. And, and for good reason, Lord, thank you that you've protected me yeah. from these relationships that were clearly not good. And again, the idea is not to, to give thanks in order to do away with your pain, but it is to acknowledge even in our pain, God is worthy of thanks because sure. there's there's things that are that are taking place. Or even just you know, maybe you are married. Maybe you're having some marital issues. You're working through some problems and it's really stressing you out and it's getting you down. And it's like, God, why you, you're, you're not it's easy to lose appreciation for someone in your life. If you're not actively looking at the positive aspects of who they are, the things that helped you fall in love with them in the first place and to recognize, Hey, there is hope. If I pursue Christ, if I put Christ first, he can bring reconciliation to even difficult, difficult circumstances. What about, what about cultural adversity? That's one of our other categories. Yeah. So whether that's just changes in society, whether that's political stuff, getting you down school stuff, you know, whether that's, Fill in the blank. Things that are tied broader culture. What do you do about how do you, how do, you, how do we give thanks in cultural adversity? Well, I think we need to also just in the middle of that maybe just recognize for some people there was maybe people putting a lot of hope in politics for a change in culture. Like, hey, there's going to be this huge red wave and we're going to make a big difference and all these politicians that we love are going to get elected and it was like a red trickle and a lot of people put so much hope and, and emotion into that and they were hugely disappointed. Like the change I wanted in politics in this country is not going to happen like I wanted it to be. How do you deal with that disappointment? How do you deal with that? And, you know, the perspective we ought to have. Yeah, I think remembering that Christ is on his throne and, um, you know, that regardless of how an election may turn out or how society looks, um, you know, we're still called um, to recognize God as the, the our only hope. Uh, our sure. hope can't be in politics. Uh, Certainly hope, not in politicians. Yeah. <laughs> our uh, our hope is in Christ. He's the only one that can can make a true difference and um, and change the world. And he 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 calls us as his as his followers to be salt and light in this culture. So, um, you know, will will we ever see a, a shift in in culture uh, the right way and rather than the wrong way? And um, you know the the answer to that is uh, it, it's. Probably not, probably not. Um, but we are called to be uh, salt and light and to try and move towards that. Not, yeah. you know, not not to make our, ourselves uh, out there to be all that, but just to, as, as salt and light for Christ. Um, Being grateful being that we change. can make a difference. We can, yeah. you, know, you can get disappointed and discouraged that maybe politics aren't changing or things aren't changing and whatever, but God can make a difference in you. He can make a difference in other people and recognize that is a thing to rejoice in. 
that yeah. God is going to make changes in individuals and he can use you to do that. And how wonderful and amazing thing that is to be thankful for the change he's done in you if he has and the change he can make in an individual because you decided to be faithful and have that kind of perspective. And I think in there, I mean, the reality is this, when you, when you study church history, when you look around the world at, at persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ who, who really honestly, uh, I, I guess gone on assumption that most, most of you who are listening are probably tied to our church family, or if you're not tied to our church family, you're probably in, in North America. Um, the reality is we've got so many brothers and sisters historically and, and presently living in, pers- in, in in nations that are hostile to the gospel that are in circumstances so much worse than anything we've ever experienced. Oh, sure. But who are marked by a joy and a thankfulness in a way that we seem to miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, how, how do we, how do we get, Lord, thank you that you, you could have picked any moment in history for my life to be born in. And maybe I wouldn't have picked this moment, but you and all of your goodness and wisdom did. And if I'm really going to have to pause and think about that, that means I've got to say thank you because you've put me here for such a time as this. Thank you that your grace is sufficient for such times. Thank you for how maybe in the midst of all of this, you are helping to strip away some distraction. Mm. Thank you for how you are exposing any idols of security in my heart that are not of you. Because if there's an idol of security in something else, ultimately that's that's a cancer rotting me spiritually. Sure. There, there's a lot of ways to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, that um, you do say the nations rage and you laugh at them Yeah, because you are on your throne. Thank you, Lord, that you do desire to move. And so let me, as I'm thanking you, let me just start to pray, God, that you would just bring revival in your church and that those of us who know you would re- repent and, and return to you in humility and pray for awakening. And there's so many ways then to be prayerful and and thankful and again it doesn't mean that all of a sudden maybe you're, you're not still nervous listen if you see handwriting of things that of hardship coming one of our categories here is finances health the reality is it's not wrong to feel nervous or no, no one enjoys hardship sure but in those things these are ways we can be giving Thanks, and I think what that does is it's going to enable to, if if we give thanks, it's going to enable if we do it biblically to do two things. Where there is real hurt, we'll be able to express that honestly, to lament and grieve biblically, and to know the comfort of Christ. Sure. And the flip side, as we're able to do that, giving thanks will also keep us from crossing a line into a self-focused self-pity. Sure. Where it becomes, woe is me, everything's against me. And, and, and rather than walking as, as the, the, the more than overwhelming conquerors we are in Christ, Romans 8, we're walking with our head down, droopy, walking around like Eeyore, when our God is alive. Yeah. And I think in some ways that becomes so poignant when we talk about the area of adversity when it comes to finances. You know, we talked about that a little bit. Inflation is affecting everybody. Right. Yeah. And it's a big deal across the globe here in this country in some really rough ways. And people are really feeling the pinch and make difficult decisions. And it's hard to be thankful when you, you look at your specific things you have to purchase and have to go through. Uh, it's easy to get into an attitude of grumbling. Oh, gas is back up again or milk. Is, you know, it's so easy to let this sink in. Like, well, be grateful you have gas to purchase. Yeah. Be be grateful that there is milk on the shelves. Be grateful. There's a lot of countries where those things are not there. And it's so easy to get into a grumbling attitude, especially when it comes to finance. Oh, we can't do this fun thing this year because X, Y, Z budget got so tight. 
what about those who've lost their jobs? I mean, that's we're seeing a lot more of that happening right now because they, you know these companies are having to make some cutbacks because things are we're entering a recession. That can be scary. And when you lose your job, that's no small thing. That, mm-hmm. that just wrecks your world yeah. when that happens. How to be thankful in that? I mean, what can you be thankful for? And again, that's where the idea is not to the fear of I've lost my job. It's not to go, okay, well, just be thankful and act like there's, you know, like that's no. what there's it is. gravity what, to what, it. What, yeah, what it is is not to take the gravity away, but to say, okay, Lord, in the midst of, I have no clue what's going to happen. But thank you that if your eye is on the sparrow, it is on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you you knew that you, you've seen this coming needs. or yeah. thank you that you will supply it. So, so Lord, give me wisdom. So Lord, and then allowing thankfulness to be, and we enter his courts with thanksgiving in our heart. And, and again, that the issue there is many times we're not going to have something from the circumstance to be thankful for, which is why what's, what is it we're really thankful for? It's who he is. It's how he is faithful. It's and praise. And I think of um, this. This may be a good way to wrap here. I I think of um, there's a classic story from George Mueller. George Mueller, um, uh, several hundred years ago, uh, God really stirred his heart to start orphanages in in Bristol in England. And uh, he, he had this big deal. God just really convicted him that God said he would supply all his needs. And so because of that, it was him. He didn't but by, by this on others, but he felt this conviction from the Holy Spirit that he should never ask anyone else for a need. Instead, he should just pray and ask the Lord. And his life is filled with testimonies of ways that God provided because he was obedient to this conviction. And one of the, one of the stories that I remember is one day he and the orphans got up. They had no milk. They had no food. It had all run out. And no one knew they needed anything. And so here's what he did. He said, okay, he... So we're going to pray and we're going to, and so we got, everyone got dressed. Everybody got around the table like there was stuff and he prayed. He said, Lord, thank you. And I can't, I can't quote the prayer verbatim. Essentially the prayer was, Lord, thank you that you see us. Thank you. We're not lost on you. We have this need. Thank you. You've promised to provide. And we're, we're just, we're asking and trusting your provision. And no sooner than he finished praying, knock on the door and, and it's the milkman. And he said, Hey, <laughs> and basically he had brought, brought milk to the neighbors, but they still were all good and says, well, why don't you give it next door? I'm sure the kids could use some extra milk. Oh, wow, milk. So they got, hey, hey, the baker showed up and hey, I just, I had all this extra stuff and I just thought of you guys. So y'all need, and all of a sudden there it was. And so wow. again, here, if some of you are facing true adversity from a health perspective, a finance, you've lost your job, inflation's really, really clamping hard, cultural things are getting relations up, do not miss here anything today to go, well, don't feel any hurt or sorrow at that. Don't, don't feel any gravity from that. That's it. not. Yeah. No. No. But in the midst of that, understand if you are in Christ, there is a call in the midst of that to turn our eyes up, lift them up from the circumstance that we find to bring that pain, that gravity, that fear to our Heavenly Father and, and to do that entering His courts, to coming before Him with thanksgiving because He is good. Yeah. He is faithful to his people. And, and sometimes um, sometimes the hardships we face, and, I, and even in my own life, more often than not, they expose a little bit of entitlement when I think about, especially when I think about our persecuted brothers and sisters mm-hmm. yeah, who, who may not even live to see tomorrow, and they're going to their death. Lord, thank you for the joy of suffering for you. Lord, thank you for the honor of being seen worthy to die for you. Lord, Lord, thank you for, and they're witnessing to those. I love you to the person who's, who's about to end their life. And won't you just know Jesus? Yeah. And we are to be marked by thankfulness. And, and, and 
on one hand, why we don't want to ignore any hurt. On the other hand, we also understand it is countercultural to not in the midst of our hurt just go to self-pity, but to offer th- the sacrifice of praise to yeah. the Lord for who he is. Mm, true. And so as you as you go through this Thanksgiving season, as you do that, we just wanted to pause for a little bit and as we as we were talking the other day and and just highlight that God really does thank thankfulness is huge. And if and if you find yourself in a hardship, let me just encourage you, go go read through the Psalms. Yeah. Because so many of the Psalms where David is thanking the Lord are also Psalms where he is lamenting the pain of, of a situation where he's in life or death. Yeah. And yeah. so I just encourage you, go pick up, start reading through the Psalms. There's so many, it, it would take too much time to give you the numbers of which ones. So just go start in the Psalms and read and find yourself. If you go, I don't even know what to pray today. Well, great. Just pray one of those Psalms. Yeah. There's let that drive you. God truly does not dismiss our circumstances. Yeah. But he gives us the, the joy. He gives us the ability to push through it. And so I just want to, we're going to close real quick. We're in a second with some quick, some really quick prayer points. As you seek to find thankfulness in difficult circumstances, adversity in the areas we've talked about, ask God to give you a perspective that is from him and from him only. Because a lot of times we see things from our earthly perspective. We see the here and now in this moment. Ask God to give you a perspective that can only come from him when you pray. Ask, secondly of all, ask him to transform your heart. Say, God, right now, recognize, I confess to you, my spirit is broken. I am not happy. I'm not content. I'm really upset. I'm really angry. Give that to him when you pray. Confess to him the areas that you know are drawing and robbing you of joy and ask him to transform your heart from the inside out to have a supernatural ability to be joyful and thankful in circumstances that any normal human being would not be. So pray for that perspective and pray for him to, to do a work that only he can do in your heart. And that's that's kind of our closing um, encouragement to you and challenge to you. Hopefully this has benefited you. Hopefully it's uplifting. We talked about some difficult things today. But as we wrap things up today, uh, we hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Absolutely. We're praying that you do. And um, find someone in your family to love and encourage and to be the light of Christ, even if it's a little bit awkward. <laughs> but, <laughs> Matt, what you got to say to close us out? I agree with everything you said. No, I, I uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for, um, you guys thankful for the opportunity to be able to do this. And, um, just want to encourage everyone. Remember that even when you feel like you are alone and dealing with all this, you have a loving father. And as our father, as our Abba father, our daddy, he knows what's going on. He knows our pain. Um, he knows the struggle we're going through and he's with us in it. And, um, he, he tells us just like you said, to give it to him and, um, know that you're not alone and uh, know that, uh, you have lots of people that love you and care about you. And Absolutely. Uh, so, and we have a loving yeah. church here in first Baptist church. Yep, we right. got some awesome people here that want to love on you, serve you, help you out, pray over you and not just say, Hey, I hope things are fine. The people actually want to make a difference. Here. So please come check us out. Watch our live stream like this on Facebook and YouTube and share it. Please, if you, this encouraged you, do them a favor and share it and send them the link and uh, hopefully it'll benefit them as well. So we'll see you on our next episode. Until then, have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.